0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Just saw an article here posted on uh, Twitter, PK. I want you to answer this. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. The Phoenix Suns look like previous contenders. So, why is no one taking them seriously? I, don't, well, I think people are taking them seriously. Debunking the very foundation of the article. Um,
1: but they have zero history. So, I think for having zero history... And so many of their guys having literally no playoff experience except for this year. Three of their starters, Zippo. Now, Crowder and Paul obviously have a lot. And with that framework in mind, they're being taken very seriously. You're 2-0 in the second round. If you're not taken seriously now, when are you going to be taken seriously? When you're finally holding the trophy. in the finals? (laughs) Yes, maybe three. (laughs) I'm not, I said the other... In fact, that, it's funny you say that, and I didn't know you were going to bring that up, because... Neither as, did I. <laughs> as I'm watching that game last night, I can recall Monday, uh-huh. we're saying, oh, I said this is de facto, and I don't even know what de facto means, the uh, winner of this season, series will go on to the NBA Finals. I thought to myself, ooh, I may have just spoke a little too soon, soon. which wouldn't be the first time, nor the last, because they looked that good last night. They, I mean, they looked awesome. People are assuming Nets and Clippers, though. I still stand by it, but I'm not as solid today as I was. What's today? Thursday, uh, as I was on uh, Monday.
0: I'll be the first to admit that. Or Tuesday. DJ PK and the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler, Jack joining us. Bowler, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning, DJ PK. What's up?
0: We are the three of us. <laughs> It's Game 2, the Jazz won Game 1 with Donman going for 45, and no Mike Conley. I guess first off, when you hear Mike Conley questionable, before we get anything else, do you think Conley's playing tonight? You got a gut instinct, or do you know anything? Uh,
2: no, I wish I did. Gut instinct, uh, you know, he'll go through shoot-around as a usual protocol, and uh, they'll probably say he went through portions of practice again my i'm just guesstimating that no not here at home the jazz uh will be on their own well donovan they you know they rallied and did just fine in the second half the heck of a performance in the second half but i'm guessing another two days gives them uh you know two road games in la that's the guess but you know what hard to say i love to see him back on the floor because we know the impact he sure. had against the memphis grizzlies and you know, if you can get a, a full-strength, healthy backcourt, this team's even better uh, than what we saw in the second half in game one.
1: So I devour all sorts of uh, national shows, whether on television or radio. Uh, I just I seem like I'm addicted to it. And I, and I find myself always arguing with them. I guess that's <laughs> – because once I leave here – uh, I can't argue with DJ unless I call him up, right? And so he and then he could hang up on me. So here he's forced to be with me until ten o'clock. And you know my wife looks at me like, "Shut up, man! I don't want to hear it." And so the dog he just barks at me either way. And so he runs
2: out the room, yeah, yeah. So
1: I have to argue what, with myself while I listen to these shows, and I can't remember which show was saying it, but they were talking about ah, the Clippers are going to be just fine. I'm still picking them because look at man, they didn't play that well, and they only lost by three. So you look for stuff that's sustainable over the course of a series. And so I want to say, okay, fine. You know, they didn't play well in the second half, and Kawhi and Paul George weren't that good in terms of what they're capable of doing. I mean, they were okay, but they could do much better. But then at the same time, how many times are the Jazz going to play a game in which they missed 21 straight shots? So I can go back and forth on that, and it comes out of wash, I think.
2: You know what, PK, that is the the beauty of talk radio because it, whoever picks one side or the other has their own argument, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you're spot on about the Jazz. The first half they put up, or the first quarter, right, they go, they put up 23s, they go 7 of 27 in the first half. And, I mean, nothing was going right. I mean, they looked like they had six days off. I was stunned they didn't have more playoff mojo going. And then in the second half, whatever was discussed at halftime, like maybe, hey, don't forget, you have the best record in the NBA. Hey, do you realize you're the number one seed in the NBA? Uh, do you realize there's a packed house out there? And then you saw a turnaround. Third quarter, it was just magical because you got the crowd back involved. Donovan Mitchell did his thing like he usually does. And then, of course, it's set up for – the comeback, and the defensive stand uh, against Marcus Morris Sr. and the block by Gobert. And you had to wonder, fatigue maybe set in after the game six and seven magic that Kawhi showed against Dallas, right, PK? So, I mean, I can we can argue on both sides. Were they tired? Maybe. Did they get some rest over the last 24 hours? Of course. But I, I'm with, I, I, I guess it's because we cover the Jazz. I, I get it that I didn't think the Jazz played worth a darn in the first half, right? And then we saw the Jazz uh, the way that we know them in the second, but also the discussion should should include there wasn't Mike Conley in that lineup in game one, and it may happen in game two. So adjustments, Joe, back in the starting lineup. See, no one ever discusses those points, right? It's always about mostly Kawhi or Paul George, and – I don't think this series is going to be 10- and 12- and 14-point wins on either side. I think what we got, what we saw, is going to be pretty much the way that these games are played, whether it goes seven, five, six, whatever it may be. Uh, so, yeah, I can understand your, your barking at the radio or the TV on a daily basis. I get it.
1: I think I'm going to come over to your house and we'll just argue all day.
2: Yeah. No, it works. I do the same thing. I go, come on, man. Do you understand that Conley wasn't in the game? Do you understand how he played and went nearly double-double every game that he that he played in those five games against Memphis? That he got head-butted and got kicked in the kidneys? Uh, well, not kicked, but punched. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. I, it's it's you, you can always pick one side or the other. I think it's a great strategy
1: by the Jazz to rest Conley in this series to have him full health in the next one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a total. It's a total. Like, hey, man, we we're, we're really not worried about the Clippers. Well, right? the
1: people. Clippers they negotiated to try to get the Jazz. That's clear, and then they deny it. Well, the Jazz, we're going to rest Conley, so we have him ready for the Suns.
2: Yeah, yeah, or ready for the Reds. We one upped you. Yeah. I always
1: love it when people one up one another.
0: That would be the ultimate one upper.
2: That is the one upper. <laughs>
0: We're resting, Mike. More. We don't need him against such a low-level yeah. opponent. Yeah. We I'll give 100 Quinn a hundred bucks to say that you. on a Zoom session. Oh, I don't think he'll do it, but I would. Write the check right now. Where's the yeah. cash? Say yeah. it Afterward, then after you beat him, that'd be so cool. <laughs> that would be hilarious. He would yeah. never do it, but that would be hilarious.
2: Like a long eva- after a long evaluation, we've decided to give Mike some time off. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Where's you know Mike? Conley. I don't know. He'll be back for the Sun Series.
2: <laughs> you know, Conley wants to be out there making progress, but still, I think the Jazz realize if you're one up, you know, it only helps Mike's case. If you're if you're if, you're, if you lost that game, it maybe puts even more pressure on his return. But again, the Jazz, as we know, have always been very uber. Uh, let's say the word sensitive about uh, just the, they protect the player, and I get it. They're, they have investments, but at the same time, they want them on the floor, but they've got to make sure that it's just not one of those situations where they get six minutes out of a guy and they're right back to square one. So that's part of the equation, I'm guessing, that is, is discussed on a daily basis with Mike and, and the staff.
0: I think actually that's like the biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, the biggest thing is to make sure that he doesn't tweak, because he tweaks right. and he's out three weeks or a month. I mean, you do the math now, that's the rest of this series, that's the next series, maybe he's available if they're playing in the NBA Finals. So it seems like, to me, that has to be, that's a major consideration.
2: Yeah, no question. And, you know, look, I mean, look at the age. He's still in great shape, I get it, but it's a problem. It's it's, It's an ongoing nagging issue that he's had since he arrived in Utah. But when he's healthy, he's dynamic. Ever since he kind of figured out the Quinn Snyder system, he fits, and they always felt like he would. And I think he's shown since the bubble last year exactly who Mike Conley is. Uh, a healthy Mike Conley only makes his team better. And then again, he has to can be concerned too. I'm sure the outside thought right is, you know, he's looking for another contract, and you know, the more time you spend off the floor is concerning. But also, um, if you re-injured. Like you just said, DJ. Then what do you do going into the, po- the end of the off season? So it's kind of a quandary right now. I mean, Conley's going to play. I'm I don't know what his future plans are and what the Jazz plans would be for him. But you know, he's been dynamic and he's been a good fit with Donovan when he's when he's healthy. And um, we'll see how it plays out. But again, I think they're being you know uber careful about his, his health uh, because of his future and also what the Jazz what they may need him down the road. And that that comes into play.
1: So, as I said earlier, the two George and, and well, Leonard obviously are their their best players, and I, they only combined for what I think like forty three points. Forty three. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad, but you know, I do have a concern about them being uh, able to go off. Uh, what do you? What's your level of confidence in the way the Jazz defended them? that that can be what this series is as far as them. Because we saw, particularly in Game 6, when the Clippers absolutely needed to have it, Leonard went berserk.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, Game 6 and 7 were incredible against Dallas and especially in the second half. So, you know, it's kind of like Donovan when he goes off and surveys the floor and understands who he's up against in the first half and then it's dawn time, so to speak. And that's what Kawhi has done his entire career. You know, P.K., D.J., it's a good question. I'm anxious to see adjustments by Ty Lue tonight and also with, you know, adjustments to the altitude here, you know, and this game six and seven of motion and then the quick turnaround while the Jazz, by the way, had the six days off. So, you know... Both of them were in different situations where I didn't think the time off would bode well for the Jazz, honestly, because I think they're, they're just a better team when they play every other night. That's the way they, they got this thing done throughout the entire truncated 72-game schedule this year, right? So this one is going to be intriguing. I mean, what will rest do for Kawhi and Paul George? Uh, will they attack Gobert and try to get him to foul trouble earlier than they did? I thought they were jump shooters most of the game. Um, the legs didn't look you know, like they were underneath him all that, in the first game. I wonder if it will be more crisp in attack mode, try to put Gobert into foul trouble and get to the free throw line in the, in the first half. We'll wait and see. I thought the Jazz had good minutes against them, and they defended, and I thought they were fatigued. I really do. I think the Jazz defense was fatiguing. But I'll give the Clippers credit, too. I thought they busted tail on the defensive end most of the night. They crowded the Jazz. They forced some bad threes. And I'm hoping the Jazz understand that, you know, there's another shot in this in the game, and that's mid-court or even driving to the rim more. Uh, they finally figured that out, I thought, more in the second half. And, but Bogdanovich has done it the entire season, and we know what uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell can do. But I thought they took some just, you know, some three-point shots. They rushed shots that shouldn't have been shouldn't have been taken in the first half. But I, you know, again, once you settled down and talked to Quinn Snyder, maybe he didn't even talk. Maybe he said, "You guys figure it out." But I thought they came out with a totally different concept, uh, the way they wanted to attack and play in in the second half.
0: So, if the Clippers tip their defense towards Donovan because they just can't let Donovan go for forty-five and beat you. Who do you expect to maybe go off? You got any gut feelings?
2: Well, it's time for Joe to go off, right? It is. I mean, Joe hasn't forgotten how to play, and I know Joe's frustrated, but you know the shot the shot's going to be there. I think Joe is ready for one of those breakout games, one of those five three-pointers, five of nine, and I love the drive, the look off, the layup or the dish into Gobert. I could see that Joe's one of those guys that uh, I think when the time, you know, is right, it's his time. And I would think that without Conley, if he doesn't play, I could see, you know, the Jazz need Joe. That's all there is to it. Uh, Clarkson, you know, fired up, you know, the empty shots in the first half and then caught fire. I mean, you know, that's kind of the way he plays. We know that. But I would think that George Niang would be an X factor tonight. Just, you know, a couple of three threes, uh, you know that would that would put a little icing on the cake, and even a Royce O'Neal who bust tail throughout the night playing defense, uh, just to have a couple of shots off his hand. I think the bench uh, and a Joe Ingles night uh, would bode well for Utah if they do double down. Most likely Donovan Mitchell and crowd him on the three point line. Hopefully Rudy's out there setting screens, and and Donovan can find space and, and even be a better driver in Game Two and uh, getting to the rack.
1: Are you going to be involved with this watch party?
2: Yeah, uh, tonight, you know, uh, in game one, we were doing uh, some stuff on the Jumbotron. It's, it's really, I'm really happy the Jazz are using the Jumbotron and gets us involved. It's tough, PK, as you know. Once the train pulls out of the station and you run for 72 games, they open the door and kick you out, and that's just the way it is. But it's great that, that we're still involved. Uh, we'll be involved in game two tonight with Big T and Alema. And then in the watch party. I'm not sure exactly what's what's going down in games three and four, but we'll be we'll be involved as well, which is good. I love to be in the arena and the watch party we had last week. I think was a bigger, more attended. What was it? Over six thousand or so, right? I think they had eight or nine thousand reservations. Six thousand were in the building, and I. It's just. I think it's going to grow honestly as the Jazz continue the the journey through the playoffs, but it's fun to have people in the building when there's no one when the game is you know in Los Angeles or was in Memphis it's it's a great thing and also i think the jazz fans have a lot of fun just to be a, to be around one another concessions are open it's it's a great carnival kind of you know atmosphere i like it
0: well, I think with all the cord cutters out there, uh, maybe not so much for Game 3 because that's over the air on ABC, but Game 4 on Monday when they go back on cable TV, I think right. that that's a great outlet for a lot of people who want to watch the games, but you know they either don't want or can't afford to pay that cable or satellite bill, so the watch parties are great. I think your role in this, from what I've heard, is that uh, you're actually gonna be fighting fans, some kind of UFC octagon thing going on oh, that, uh, during the T V timeouts.
2: They so. haven't told me that yet. Is that
0: why I saw the cage
2: being exactly yeah, shirtless
0: Craig Bullerjack awesome. just kicking people in the
2: head? Yeah, that makes all makes sense. The octagon was dropped yeah. off. Yeah. I wonder well, what the heck is that? I have to fight a bear or something as well, I hear. I maybe that's I wouldn't
1: mind seeing you topless. Yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs>
2: PK, I mean, maybe you know it's a, it's one of those tag team wrestling deals. You're over there, oh yelling, and nice. Then I, then I reach out and I I struggle, I struggle to, to make the, the 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 tag.
1: Yeah, as long there. as it's Corey uh, choreographed and we win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I finally reach out, and then all of a sudden Carl Malone arrives and he jumps in the ring against PK. Oh, there you go. Is
1: he going to be there tonight? Have you spoken to
0: him?
2: Uh I, st- I spoke to him uh, during Mark Eden's. Uh, Celebration of life, and uh, it, he did a great talk, and so did Frank Layden, uh, and and Big T uh, sang a song. I, I you know, it, it was it was really touching, and I was so glad to see Rudy walk in with fifty three. Yeah, uh, the other night, I thought that was just class, and then of course was given his third. He's a three timer uh, defensive player of the year. I mean, what a special season. I mean, Quinn gets third place in the coaching. voting Thibodeau wins uh, in the, in the East with the, with the Knicks and then Monty Williams with Phoenix. But it's been a hell of a year for the jazz and the awards, but Rudy always says the right things. Look, you know, he thanks his mom. And then last night, the bottom line is it's all about the championship. It's all about the goal. I mean, this team is focused and, you know, if they could get Mike back in there, PK and DJ, I, I think it'd be a dangerous team to handle the rest of the way. And, um, but as Quinn will tell you, it's one game at a time. In, in reality, it is. You have to. You can't look too far ahead and you can't look back. So as Ricky Rubio said uh, during his days with the Jazz, not too high, not too low. I know those are the cliches, the cliches. But I think players really adopt that. You have to. You lose your sanity. You just can't look. you, you got to forget the past, whether you had 45 or 5. I mean, it's, it's one, one of those things you have to approach. And tonight, clear your head and go out and play basketball because there'll be a whole bunch of different circumstances and you don't know, you don't know how on Paul George will be what about Luke Kennard by the way i mean he was an x factor which i think everyone in the arena went whoa why is he dropping bombs on the jazz and you know that was i thought part of the the, the crazy equation of game 1 was there's you know that, that was a guy i didn't expect and so there's always that x factor that comes into play and you ask maybe it's joe tonight i hope it's joe uh, is it, is it George Niang? Maybe. So, um, you know, there's always someone out there that surprises you, that helps you, lifts you to a win. And the Jazz need, a, you know, a lot of guys right now with Mike out.
0: Bowler, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks for stopping by. You're the man.
2: Hey, tell Joe to hit a three, will you?
0: <laughs> okay. I don't think we're going to be speaking to him, but sure. I'm having coffee okay. with him today. Oh, you are? Yeah. You're the man. All right, Bowler, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Talk soon. All right, Dan Feldman covers the NBA for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. He's coming up in about 15 minutes. Yax got a little musical number with some help from a listener that apparently is uh, quite entertaining. And we also do have some jokes as well. We've... All right, updating some uh, Clipper jokes. Some filtered in after our contest that I had a good time going through, so we'll play All some right. of those. All right, we'll play some of those, and we'll have the, uh, and we'll have the song for you next yeah, as well. coming up. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801 253 2080 That's Davis Vision.